this past week, I received an update, or maybe less of an update, more of a reminder of one of our greatest moments of friendship in our lives. Do you know what that might be? I don't. Well, it was when we were in college, and we had tickets to go to the OSU football game, and we decided to not. And we ate Chinese food and played Harry, or watched Harry Potter and played uh, Ultimate Alliance 2. And yeah, Oreos. left Oreos, yes. And that's what we did instead. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was great. We had tickets to the football game. We were literally on our way downstairs. And we just were like, you know what? No. Nah. And so we didn't go. We did that instead. And I'm pretty sure we've talked about that on here before. But it's weird. It was like mid-October-ish. Yeah. When it happened. I remember right, the Oreos were orange Halloween Oreos. Oh, they're always good. We, uh, my wife and I bought the spooky Apple Jacks. I'm pretty sure we've talked about this too. But all they are is Apple Jacks with Marbits in them. Uh, Marbits are what you call cereal marshmallows for the uninitiated. Mm-hmm. You cereal um, people. And, uh, but they are so much fresher and so much better than regular Apple Jacks. Oh, nice. I think it's because they don't surrender. I do love a good fresh cereal. Yeah, it's good. Seasonal cereal is just good, too. Seasonal things, you know? (laughs) It's like Reese's are good. Reese's pumpkins and eggs and Christmas trees and hearts are just better. Yeah, yeah, I can agree with that. I think it's because they just have a different peanut butter to chocolate (laughs) ratio, but... You know, I also think it's just because it's in the shape of something else. Mm-hmm. So it's just seasonally fun. Yeah, I can agree with that. Um, but this is just a reminder for everyone of the great moment of mine and Chance's friendship. And sometimes you should just change your plans and not do the thing that everybody else is doing. Yeah. And it'll just be a lot better. You really should. And why is there still football when Taylor Swift isn't there? I don't she- know. She made it relevant. About time. Now let's let's stop pretending that other football needs to happen. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. It just doesn't. She made one of the games do as much as some Super Bowls. Come on. That's nuts. She is quite possibly the most famous person in the world right now. Wow. I mean, yeah, probably. Her the her concert movie this weekend made more money than the next nine movies on the box office combined that's also nuts yeah i mean it's not saying a lot because horror is always kind of a niche thing but Uh but still yeah so wow yeah she made 90 93 this weekend and the exorcist you mean made 11 million and then everything else was like in the single digit millions nothing not comparatively. That's Trump change. I poop and make a million dollars. That's not true. <laughs> I would. I wish. That would be awesome. <laughs> we would have a podcast empire. Yes. Everyone would listen to us. Funded by our poops. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, dear. If you poop and make a million dollars, give us some. Yeah. What are you going to do with it? Probably nothing. Probably. Drugs. Yeah, probably. So give it to us, and we'll make a podcast empire. We'll be benevolent benevolent emperors. Yeah, you know us. We're better than Joe Rogan. Yeah. Um, 
what's it called when there's two emperors? You have like a monarchy. You have a duarchy. Yeah, I should know this because I know, um, like in Rome, like eventually the Roman Empire, there was like the tetrarchs, mm-hmm. and then because there were four, but I don't know what it is when it's two duarchs. I guess. Yeah, duoarch. Because I would imagine triarch is three, which sounds pretty cool. Maybe we could be a tetrarch with our wives. Uh huh. Yeah, they're pretty cool. <laughs> so, my wife would never make a podcast. So she can be the power behind the throne. Yeah, you got to have one of those. Uh-huh. Um, this is so silly. I love it. Yeah. Again, if you poop and make a million dollars, hit us up. Let us know. Yeah. Um, except for you. I'm fascinated Bezos. to hear how that happens. Bezos, we know you're listening. We don't want your money. Yeah. Don't want your poop money. Get out of here, Bezos. Brought to you by SAG-AFTA, because the studios are being stupid. This is Boy Meets World Fever. I'm one of your hosts, Chance. And I'm your other host, Cameron. Um, Fight the power. We're still still making strike episodes. We shouldn't be. Yeah. We we even pointed to the fence, like Babe Ruth. We called our shot. And like us... And unlike Babe Ruth, more like Chance and Cameron in a baseball scenario, we did not hit that target. No. Not that we had anything to do with it, but the target was not hit either way. Um, yep. Uh, here's your strike update. Uh, last week, negotiations fell through, and as of today, the producers have said they won't even negotiate right now. Nice. I believe the issue was over sharing 2% of streaming revenue yeah. with the actors. 2%. Well, it's that, and they still won't um, guarantee protections against um, using AI images of people. Oh, cool. Without their cool, consent. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah, if it's a consent situation, that's fine, <clears throat> I suppose. Yeah, yeah. If you're like, yeah, I'll be an extra for you and just come in one day. Mm-hmm. And, but, like, that's an agreed-upon thing. Right. That's very different oh. than, oh, we already have the footage. We're just going to use it forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they said there's no guarantee even on like just that movie or that show. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you gotta pay people for their work. Yeah, and you can't use people's likeness without their consent and paying yeah. them. This is like economics 101. Yeah, so that's where that's where the strikes are. Um, it is becoming increasingly obvious, I think that um, the studios are the bad guys. I mean, we already knew that. It wasn't obvious already. But, like, they're just kind of trying to punish the actors at this point. Uh-huh. Um, and it kind of sucks. Yeah, not cool, man. Um, I did hear a really cool thing. I have not verified it, but I don't really want to. I just want to believe that it's true. Uh-huh. Uh, apparently... Drew Carey um, gave $10,000 a day 
mm-hmm. like two separate ten thousand dollars a day to two restaurants um, that are fairly famous near where like a lot of the Hollywood stuff goes on, mm-hmm. so that anyone with a SAG or WGA card could go in there and show it and get a free meal, no questions asked. Oh, that's cool. Thanks, so, Drew. He like he. I think the, at last they checked, he had spent over like seven hundred thousand dollars on just like feeding the 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 strikers and like not advertising it at all. Uh huh. Not like saying an, anything. Yeah, like an investigative journalist kind of found this out. Nice. Well, you know, when I was in like high school, I had glasses and a flat top and was sort of a portly lad, and I would often be told that I looked like Drew Carey. Um, and I'll take it, you know? Yeah. Not anymore. No, you, really. you don't look like Drew Carey anymore. I definitely had the vibes when I was younger. You know, you or I could probably do a fairly good Drew Carey if we shaved. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's and the other thing. Changed our hair. Yes. I need the glasses. Mm-hmm. I think I need different glasses. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, Drew Carey seems like a, like a cool guy. Yeah. I've always thought so. I mean, this seems this seems cool. Um, I like to believe that there's just like nice people doing stuff like that. Mm-hmm. We need more nice people doing stuff. Yeah, yeah, we do. This crazy mixed up world. Um, you know, we we talk a lot a lot about like current pop culture and stuff like that on here. Um, we're not going to touch the Middle East with a thirty nine and a half foot pole. No. Um, got lots of thoughts. You want to talk to me about? Them? Love to. Um, but not 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 here. Not here. It is a conversation that requires uh, nuance and knowledge and patience and not just being us talking into a microphone. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's true. So if you're expecting any of that, I'm sorry. That is just far too much of an issue. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, I just I, I felt like people might be on the pins and needles like... Are they going to talk about it? Are they going to talk about it? Not this one. Not this one. Not this one. This. If you catch us on our other show, Hench and Fever, I don't expect that there either. No, absolutely not. <laughs> it, may be it, even may be, it is maybe even sillier than this one. Uh huh. Absolutely sillier than this one. And mm-hmm. I'm I'm here for it. It gives me life. It does. It's really fun. It is very fun. I'm glad we're doing it. Mm-hmm. This um, week, just while we're here, um, I mean, I don't know what you're bringing this week, but um, just to get a little fan mail up top, um, long time listener, many time writer in, um, where is it? Uh, Majin Silva. There Ooh. it is. He just, let me find where it is. People sure do tweet a lot. So good to hear. He doesn't from- really, he doesn't really tweet a lot. Um, it just says, waiting for BG World Fever to watch wrestling be like, and it's just a skeleton just there. We need to. We're just so busy. I I, I agree with you, Majin Silva. I really do. We, we've had to push this podcast back twice this week. Uh-huh. Just from life. Yeah, just from life. And I don't, like, I don't even know particularly why life is so busy. It just kind of is. Mm, yeah, so no one told you life was going to be this way, huh? Um, but you're right. I affirm what you have said, and um, we'll work on it. It's taken us a while. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, that's what we're bringing this week, guys. It's just life's tough. Life's tough. Get a helmet. Um, we're just going to talk about like our struggles and our and our um, letdowns. Yeah, I think vulnerabilities are really good practice, just uh-huh. as people in general, but especially as men in a society that doesn't value like men's emotional uh, men's emotions. Um, and doesn't seek to validate those things and really create a space for those things to be talked about. Um, I think that's just a really good place for us to go with this week's episode. Yeah. Um, it's just to make sure, you know, not like, oh, I'm a man. I need to be heard because I'm, I'm more important than everybody else. No, you're a man and you need to be heard because you're a person. Yeah. And your thoughts and feelings are valid, even when they don't necessarily jive with the you know, the societal picture of what a man is supposed to be. That's beautiful. Thanks. That's beautiful. Um, yeah. A lot of that's wrapped up in the fact that we commodify people so much. Mm-hmm. Like, saying. you are not your productivity. That is not no. what makes you valuable. Exactly. Um, that's not what we're doing. I just made that up and Cameron went with it. It's, it's what I do. It's a service I provide. Um, no, we're going to talk about some media we've been enjoying. Exactly. Is there any of the stuff that we've talked about before that you've been enjoying? Minus Common Rider? Yeah, I really even haven't had much time to watch Common Rider. Um, I'm catching up on, uh, on, um, The Adventure Zone. Um, oh, nice. Really Are you that. listening to the steeplechase? I am. I'm, it's one of the few things I can do while working. Which arc are you on? Well, I'm just steeplechase at this point. Well, I know, but which which mission? Um, Have you made it to the dating show? That's the one they're on. Oh, yes. That's fun. Shlobethany. She's great. Yes. I just finished episode 12, which is where they do their introductions and everything. And Justin gets real mad at them for making up different names. <laughs> yeah. So they all have a third name. Yeah. And now... I got a long way to go, but I'm catching up and enjoying it. Um, yeah, it's fun. I remember what else we've brought. Um, I finally last night got to sit down and play some Baldur's Gate three. Um, still, so early, early days of Act One. I don't even know how long Act One is, but I hear that it's enormous. Um, it's pretty big. If you sit down and really like, I'm going to complete Act One, even completing everything, like. 15, 16 hours? Mm-hmm. It's still, it's a lot. I realized, because there's a mission where you come across some gnolls, and you fight them, and you find that there's like this shipment missing, and you go to try to rescue it. And I was with the guys that were fighting off the gnolls, and I had one of my party members use Thunder Wave to try to push the gnolls back, and I hit one of the guys, and they started attacking me. But I didn't realize it till I'd like killed one um, just from like some AOE stuff. And then the other one was almost killing me. So I just killed him real quick. And um, so then I got the stuff. But I'm like, is there more? Did I miss out on some stuff? But I didn't really put the pieces together till I'd saved mm-hmm. over that spot. And so, you know, it might just be long forever. But, you know, I beat some gnolls. Yeah, I, uh, uh, I accidentally sicked the gnoll leader on them. Um, and, uh, she devoured them. Oh, okay. So what I I did is there's a cave and I was just going, I'm like, Oh, this cave seems cool. 
and there's like a bunch of traps and I'm like, I wonder what this is. And then I just jump across this broken bridge and there they are mm -hmm. just in there. And so I came across it the back way and then the gnolls were just attacking. So I never even got to talk to them. I just had to kill them. No, you, you always just have to kill them, but you didn't get to talk to their leader. No, because they were just attacking. Oh yeah. When they're, if you go the other way, their leader will approach you. Well, like as it's approaching you, it'll stop and do a whole thing. Uh-huh. Yes. But we killed them. Asterion is just an absolute unit. I feel like his sneak attacks. Like I'm only level four and we were fighting the paladins of Tyr, and he was able to he was inside the door and so he was able to hide and then sneak attack. Mm -hmm. And he the boss had like forty five hit points. He dealt like thirty in one hit. As a level four, just a regular attack. Because I think he might have created his sneak attack, um, which is always an insane amount of damage. Yeah. I love that. I'm, I'm, I'm an Asterian fan. Um, I'm not using him in my playthrough. Um, he's, which not is a nice guy. he's not a nice guy. No. No, he's not. But, you know. But my party's not that nice either. My, my main guy. He's not very nice. Ooh, you're playing a bad boy. Well, he's not evil per se, but he's just like knowledge. He's going to, you know, in pursuit of the things that are interesting to him. Sort of like me in a game. I'm going to do the things that are interesting to me. Mm-hmm. I love it. It kind of fits well with Asterion in some ways. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I want to do an evil playthrough. I want to see how the game changes if you don't side with the Druid Grove. Mm-hmm. Well, I know there's a whole other character you can get. Yeah, yeah, I've killed her several times. First time I, the only time I've killed her, it was kind of by accident. I didn't even talk to her. Oh. I attacked the um, hobgoblin guy, and then everyone was just on alert. And I was like, what's over here? And then I'm like, oh, I'm suddenly being attacked. It's like, wait, who is this? He's on the cover. Yeah, I, uh, there's just a lot in where they talk about, there's a lot in, the second act that references things you did in the first act. I'm just like, how would this be different if you killed the guy? If you like killed the druids or whatever? I just, I, I've got to know. I got to figure out what happens in the game first time through before I start worrying about what changes. Yeah, I'm, I'm finishing act two before I, I take that plunge. But I think I'm gonna have to take that plunge because I'm just so curious. But it's good. It's a good game. It's a, it's a very good game. Um, I don't really know if I've been partaking in anything else. Yeah, I haven't had just a ton of time. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of work, a lot of family stuff, mm -hmm. sickness. Yeah, just the way it goes. I mean, I talk like I'm, I mean, I am very busy during the week, but it's like we went to the lake this last weekend. Yeah, it's like we were with some friends, and so it's like this isn't like chill out time. I was even talking to my wife, like, I feel like I'm going to have to just be on for the next, like, 48 hours. Yeah, that's the problem with going places with friends. But it's like, if I went with you, I don't feel like I would need to be on. Well, yeah. There there are friends, and then there are, like, friends that aren't quite people. Uh -huh. Be a friend who's not quite a person. Because you're just comfortable. It's comfortable. But you weren't there. <laughs> no. Thanks a lot. I should have been with, with some of the things you told me. Yeah, you'd have had a good time. The best time. Probably would have ruined it for others, but... Probably. Also, we played Code Names. You know, I've never played Code Names. I like... It's fun. I've heard good things. I've just never... Never made it to a table that's playing it. And we also played Spades. Oh, this is a good one. 
which got surprisingly heated, as spades is wont to do. I've never gotten heated in spades. I think just maybe maybe games in general gets people worked up sometimes. How could you bid nil? <laughs> exactly. Not too far off, actually. Um, but that's not what we're here to talk about. We're not here to talk about my weekend at the lake. Sad. Or Chance's sickness. <clears throat> um, or this might come as a surprise, even Baldur's Gate 3. That's not true. We are here to talk about that, always. We're here to talk about Common Rider. No, that's on our other podcast. Oh, that's on our other show. Pinch and Fever. And boy, do I have some things to say on the next episode of that one. Mm. I'm looking forward to it. I'm um, excited. But it's like, in this moment, Baldur's Gate is the third mic on this podcast, and it's just saying, look at me. I am the topic now. I am the topic now. And we say, all right, okay. You, Whatever you, you say. You're our. You're our topic. Yeah. Yeah, you're the topic. Uh-huh. So, well, we're going to get to the everyone's favorite segment, which is the whole bread and butter of this particular uh, thing. Um, mm-hmm. Chansey, what do you got for us today? Oh, is it me first? It is you first. Okay. Um, I'm going to bring two things, two mi- minor things, I would say. Okay. Um, things we've talked about before, but I've really been enjoying them lately. Okay. Um, and I just, I want you all to go out in the world and enjoy them. I'm ready for it. Um, this Thursday, um, I'm going to see the Taylor Swift Eras Tour movie. Uh-huh. Um, I'm pretty excited about it. I'm really hoping I have more of a voice. Me too. So you can really just belt it out. Yeah, right? Whenever she sings You Belong With Me. Yeah. I assume she sings that one. I mean, it's what a missed opportunity if she doesn't. Um... And man, I've, I've just been listening to a lot of Taylor Swift in preparation. This may come as a surprise. She's a talented gal. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, yeah, I I have like a fascination with her career. Uh-huh. Well, I don't really consider myself a Swifty. Whenever people start talking about like all of the um, codes and things, uh-huh. um, man, people are wild. Let's just talk about this for a second. Um, I respect anyone who's part of any fandom. And as someone who, especially with the Dresden Files, has analyzed, like, every little detail, Mm -hmm. like, man, I get it. I really do. But at the same time, every time that that woman wears an outfit, people are saying, like, this is what it means. She's got this thing, and that mean, points to this album, and this thing points to this thing she did this one time, which means this. Wow. I don't see how, how much more clear you could make it, Chance. I mean, like, when um, the, the, the first time she, she appeared with the football boy, uh-huh. um, Travis Kelsey, that's his yes, name. Yes, that's his name. You're they right. walked out, and she was wearing, like, a red shirt, and he was wearing, like, a white jacket with like blue designs on it. Uh huh. And people are like, Oh, she's red. The last Taylor's version that came out. And he's 1989. Cause that's those colors. Like obviously, but see, here's the thing. Cause I feel like sometimes she is being little, doing little cryptic things. Well, and that's the thing. They're normally right. Which is what's so wild about it is like, is it just noise that we're interpreting as something? Or is it something? I, I don't know. 
I think it's all of the above. It's noise and static signal, yeah. rather. It's noise and signal. Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't make any sense because not everything can be signal. But but when enough things are signal, everything can become signal. I guess. And I guess if it's like vague enough, mm-hmm. then obviously it can be. It's sort of like horoscope sometimes. Yes, exactly. We're sort of just like just general enough where you can loosely interpret it to your life. You're like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's like obviously she's wearing red, so she's obviously making a, a note about red. Yeah, I, so I may be getting that wrong too. I, I, I don't – her lore is not my thing. She's dressed like a circus um, ringleader? That's clearly in reference to me. Yeah. Love her? I don't know which which album. It's one of my, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, you go ahead. I was, I was just going to say, one of my favorite things is they're like, okay, so she's released all the Taylor's versions she needs to, except two. And do you think it's a coincidence that she's released everything and now all she's got left is her name and reputation? Mm. And I was like, oh, man. <laughs> it's so Absolutely good. Destroyed it. It's so because it her self-titled and reputation are the only like mm-hmm. albums she's that were made with Scooter Braun that she hasn't released yet. She's got her name and reputation, big oh. reputation, if you ask me. That's all she's got left. Um, yeah, the it was. It's just it's wild. I love it. It's great. Um, but this is not what I want to talk about. I really just want to talk about like, man, go listen to Taylor Swift. <laughs> I, I know it's weird. But like, speak now. Taylor's version is that, is that really my favorite album? But man, some of those songs have really been hitting for me lately. Listening mm-hmm. to a lot of speak now. I'm more of a 1989 folklore Evermore guy. Um, those are like my my my, my three jams. Um, I like Fearless a lot too. But man, speak now has been really good lately. Yeah, um, speak now is great. I feel like that's the one that drew me in. Yeah, I, I'm just kind of like. Long Live is such a fun song. Do you know this one? I don't know if I do. Long live all the dragons we slew. I had the time of my life with you. Um, it's, a, it's a bop. It's, it makes me happy. Um, yeah. Dear John, just listen to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I share uh, every Wednesday I have a class of sixth graders that the librarian and I like teach together sort of like a homeroom kind of class. And uh, we've started saying when the students are bad, we just sing some of mean oh. like in our heads where it's just like, all you're ever going to be is mean and a liar and pathetic and alone in life. Yeah. That makes you feel good. Yeah. Oh, even though you're probably going to go on and make more money and be more successful than I am. But you're gonna be mean. You're gonna be mean. Um, I guess she she definitely won that one. I think so. Yeah, yeah, she did. Was that uh, one about Jake Gyllenhaal? See, I don't do the lore. I don't know. Something to do with Jake Gyllenhaal. I don't know. Um, all of the Taylor Swift. I guess it wasn't technically Taylor Swift, but all of her like SNL stuff has been all over the internet the last couple of days. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It's very funny. Highly recommend. Yeah, I love the um. Well, I just love in general. Is it the Californians? It's like a skit with um, like Kristen Wiig and Bill Hayes, and she's in one where they're like in California, 
or LA and they're talking about like, how did you get here so fast? And he's like, well, I took the 51st over to, and just like, they just go on these long rambling, like traffic routes that they took. Oh. But then every single time they just break. <laughs> and it's so funny. I'll just check that out. No, this is, they do um, like a sports center kind of thing. Uh-huh. But it's like, oh, and the big games tomorrow. All of you people who are tuning in to hear about Taylor Swift, sorry. She was on the Chiefs played on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> but then, like, they all get in a big argument about Taylor Swift. And this is just very funny. Oh, that's good. And then at the end, they're like, let's talk to a, an actual player, someone who doesn't care about Taylor Swift. And then it cuts to Travis Kelsey. Nice. That reminds me of the SNL skit where it's all the guys in the bar talking about um, Olivia Rodrigo's driver's license. Yes, that's a great one as well. <laughs> but the Californians one, that was when Taylor Swift hosted. Oh, so she God. was in the skit is why I brought that one up. Oh. It's a version, one of, the, one of those. It, it has multiple episodes where they do that skit. Oh, she was in one. Um, but yeah. All of that, that's just one of the things I wanted to bring. It's nothing. Um, no, it's something. But, you know, I'm excited. And, uh, yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. Um, and the second thing I want to bring <laughs> is dropping my phone. The favorite activity of <laughs> all Americans. The second thing I want to bring, um, and the reason I'm just bringing this as a side is because you really know everything you need to know about it, but I need to just impart to you cameron you have to catch up on my brother my brother and me oh yeah i do i'm so far behind i um i i'm very far behind even now but i've now made it through this entire year oh nice years worth of episodes i don't even know what the year is named you don't know what the year is named no oh my what's it named what's it named uh uh 20 uh Surf the vibe. Surf the vibe. Um, that's actually the last episode I just listened to. Nice. Um, but yeah, it's so funny. They're those they are just delightful boys. Love those boys. Um, I've gotten so far behind, and now I've just kind of been listening to it like as a comfort listen. Uh huh. Um, and they're funny. They're witty. Maybe I should just do what I used to and just listen to the most recent one and work my way backwards. That's what I did. Just like here and there. Because at this point, I'm like, I think it's like I'm about a year behind. It was about last October, last November was one of the last episodes I listened to. Um, It might just be good to do go about it that way. I had listened to like two episodes this whole year. Um, And now I'm now I've made it through the year. Uh, I've listened to all of them. It, well, no, all of them. So, but I've got more than a year's worth of episodes to go. So, uh, I'm way behind. Yes, I mean, me too. But um, they're so funny. Um, this whole year, they've kind of been trying to work out like how to close the show, like for a well, while because they don't have the Yahoos anymore. Yeah, because they don't have the Yahoos anymore. So. I guess for a while they were like Griffin was making up Yahoos. Uh huh. I remember that. And then um, they were making him do celebrity impressions. Yeah, you know what? They were making Griffin do celebrity impressions for a while. <laughs> yeah, um, but it's been really funny because, like, in the most recent episodes, obviously I knew what the ending was, and I was so curious what the like 
origin point of it was. And I <laughs> when it came, I was so excited. Okay. I was like, now I know. Now you know where it came from. Um it's very funny. I think it's mm-hmm. I think it's a it's a very good closing bit. Good. They needed one. I missed yeah. the final Yahoo's. Um I've just been having a having a McElroy essence and uh, the adventure zone. And I think you should catch up on my brother, my brother and me. Okay. Yeah, I feel like they were very um influential for this podcast existing. Well, of course. So I guess the podcast that got me into listening to them and mm-hmm. they would be like, this would be fun to do. Um, and then, you know, so of course we'd want to talk about them. Our sister podcasts, my brother, my brother and me. <laughs> One of our many sister podcasts. <laughs> we come from a big family. A big podcast. Family. Very diverse family. Um, all of the McElroy podcasts. because uh, Obviously. I mean, they're more like our father podcast. <laughs> Maybe mother. Our, I don't our, know. Our father brother podcast. Oh yes. Oh oh my. Um, it is West Virginia. <laughs> yes, it is. Almost heaven. Almost. That's all I've got. Okay. Well two like kind of basic things, but uh-huh. I've been enjoying the I've been enjoying the bejesus out of them. Nice. Um well since you brought two things, I'm gonna bring two things. One of them's gonna be like a really small thing. Um, that's just a pleasant activity that I think people could partake in either with a friend or maybe while listening to a podcast, like my brother, my brother and me. Um, and that's just doing a puzzle. Oh, we're getting old school media here. Yeah. We did that at the lake this weekend as we put a puzzle together and it was a puzzle. I mean, my mom is so into puzzles and it's like a puzzle snob of like bands that she will put puzzles together for. Uh, but it's this company called like White Barn. And they do like a quality puzzle. Where, like okay. the pieces are a good like thickness and they fit together really nicely. It's like a quality puzzle. But we did this puzzle that was um the 1990s. Okay. And so it just you know had a whole bunch of things from the 90s on it. Um and it was it was just fun. It's fun to put a puzzle together. Um I feel like whenever I do a puzzle, I reach this point where I'm just in like, I don't know if I'm using the term correctly, but like a fugue state where I just feel like complete awareness of the entire puzzle. And I'm just getting pieces and just like putting them. Yeah. It's like I've ascended. It's like, Like, is this, is this like a super Saiyan, but puzzle? It's like you have a fifth sense. Yeah. A fifth sense, not a sixth sense. Cause that's smell. Yeah. You gotta be lucky to get that. You gotta be lucky to get that. Um, But yeah, it's just a podcast. We still are. We got to get it in there. I think this is our second reference this episode. Um, but doing a puzzle, it's fun. Yeah. Don't do don't puzzle. steal a puzzle piece to commemorate um, kissing this ski instructor um, on your senior trip. That's literally Satan's puzzle. Uh-huh. Yeah. She's just she's got a puzzle piece in your hand and the seeds of doubt planted in your mind. Don't do it. Don't steal puzzle pieces. That's wrong. Um, but it. I just love doing a puzzle. And my other thing, that was just a quick one, that I want to talk about um, is a little bit of tech that I picked up recently. I talked with you about it already. Um, So I guess I kind of brought three things because I want to talk about the tech, and then I also want to talk about something that I've been playing on the tech that I really enjoyed. Um, But last week I picked up, it's called the Miu Mini Plus. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's just this little, um, and it's, I mean, it's an emulator device. Um, Because I always... Ever since I've heard about them, there's this thing called an analog pocket. 
um, that's like basically like a Super Game Boy, and it can play Game Boy games and kind of up reses them a little bit, and it's like backlit. It seems like a really quality device. But the problem with something like an analog pocket is, is it plays the actual cartridges, and the actual cartridges are friggin' expensive because the resale games market is stupid. Yeah. Um, and so it's just extremely cost prohibitive to get into things like that. And a lot of gaming companies, even my beloved Nintendo, makes it really difficult to like find and play these old games. Mm -hmm. um, so things like emulators are kind of the only way to go. Yep. When you're wanting to experience things like this. And the Miu Mini Plus, I feel like, is a great little that i know you said you had one chance and have to do yeah. had to do like a little bit of tinkering around yeah. with it and changing up some things i might mean, plan to i just haven't had to yet um mm -hmm. it like worked well but i would like to like upgrade the operating system and stuff like that it's just a smoother experience but yeah the quality control for those is pretty pretty hit or miss mm -hmm. um the one we got definitely had battery issues um i upgraded it, uh, a bigger SD card for it. Uh -huh. um, and uh, it was just crashing a lot. But once I did some work on it, um, which there's really handy guides online, um, it worked really well. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it has so many games on it. And that's not saying a whole bunch of gems. There's just a whole lot of like the 80s and 90s equivalent of like shovelware. Where so it's just like, some, but not all, but sometimes it's just like, what even is this? Like my wife found, uh, she was like messing around on it and it was like Jack a Jackie Chan fighting game Ooh. that was clearly just a ripoff of Mortal Kombat. Love um, but with Jackie Chan and some other cast of characters. It seemed cool, but I'm terrible at fighting games and I don't particularly like Mortal Kombat. Not because I have anything against, you know, like or all of that stuff. I just feel like the games are stiff. They feel stiff to me. Um, I don't particularly go for fighting games, but it like has Game Boy games, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance, Sega Genesis, Super Nintendo, regular Nintendo, um, like arcade games. It has PlayStation 1 games. Um, mm -hmm. It just like has all of this on there in this really handy little device. Um, it's great because you can do like save states. So as you're playing, sometimes games, especially back in the old day, they might not have even let you save. Mm -hmm. um, or only saving at certain points, but with this, you can just like create a save state anywhere and like load back into that. Mm -hmm. uh, I've had a couple problems with it. Um, one problem was self-inflicted where I created a save state and it didn't load it. It loaded up another one that I had saved. And then when I went to go load up the one that was further on, I accidentally clicked save over the save state that I wanted. <laughs> so I had to go back and then get up to that point again. Um, but that's okay. But it's a really cool little device. Mm -hmm. on like prime day um but it'll run like 80 bucks so even not on prime day it's not super expensive i mean again yeah, it might take a little bit of work um you need like a good little mini sd card reader to put in your computer to like mm -hmm. boot everything up because it comes with one but it's like trash mm -hmm. it didn't it didn't even fit the card inside um but once i was able once i got one and switched it all out and got it all booted up on my computer it worked just fine yeah, the the mini emulate the handheld emulation market I think is really interesting, uh, and the people that get really into it, um, I respect them a lot. Um, do your research though. Mm -hmm. um, the Miu Mini is good. Um, 
I don't remember what the other one that I was really looking into was, but it was even cheaper. I don't remember, but do your research. Yeah, because I, I know like there's the this one, which is the Plus, which is a little bit bigger, but there was the Miu Mini um, that like sold out almost instantly, super popular. Um, but the screen was a lot smaller, and they had problems like sourcing the parts for the screens. Mm-hmm. But then by the time the Plus came around, a lot of other companies realized, oh, this is a lucrative market to like create something like this. And so there are other options out there um, mm-hmm. that might, that might be better than this. But I, I like. I felt like the price point was good. Like it looks really nice. It feels nice in my hand. Um, it's just a good, good little device. Yeah, there, there's some, there's some pretty good ones too. There's a about a hundred and twenty dollar one that has like most of the PS One and Two library on it. Ooh. Um, that I really was looking into, and it looked pretty good. Um, but like I said, you just gotta do your research. Mm-hmm. And this has some PS One games on it, um, like Xeno Gears. And Final Fantasy Tactics are both. Have you tried to play them though? I haven't. So I'm not. Not work. I also we were curious what it looked like, so we were like, "Oh, I wonder what Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets could possibly look like." Um, And it it looks bad, Um, but it played all right. It's just like these are the things we were excited about back in the day, Mm -hmm. back when EA's tagline was "Challenge everything." That's not it anymore. That no, (laughs) don't challenge us. Um, yes, but the thing that I wanted to talk about as a result of this is one of my favorite games of all time. Like, it's really hard for me if I were to like, I feel like people are always like, this is my top five, top 10 games, whatever, whatever. And I'm like, I have no idea. I couldn't possibly. So like, I don't feel like I could ever say like, this is my favorite game. Like, I feel like so many people are like, here's my curated list that I always have. And I'm constant, like I can know exactly the place in my head of what my favorite games are and i can't do that um you might be able to i can yeah and that's fine that's great good for you i can't but this one might be number one it's definitely my favorite game and one of my favorite series um i think that that is important i probably played it the most are you playing a four golden again no though that is my favorite in that series um i'm talking about fire emblem the sacred stones Oh, it's a good. It's I, a good. Just, I love it so much. I mean, I feel like Game Boy era Fire Emblem was just like so influential to me in terms of defining my taste. Um, and I think Sacred Stones just improved in every way over Blazing Blade. Mm-hmm. Um, just in terms of story, in terms of the characters, in terms of the classes, and the way that you can. Um, like there's a map that you can travel around and like train up your guys. Um, just all of it is just better. Um, and it's just this very, really good and satisfying game. Yeah. It's really, I mean, it's one of the best there is. It is. And it, yeah. I mean, it has my very favorite Fire Emblem character of all time in it. Ross. Ross. Good Ross choice. is. Um, love him. It's interesting because usually... I've always, one thing I really like about Fire Emblem is yes, there's a story going on. And yes, there's a story that's written for these characters. And in, it, I feel like in these older games, you sometimes really have to work to uncover some of that story because the um, the uh, system of like links essentially is yeah. a little bit dense. Um, where later, kind of those social links are like very obvious and apparent because they're like, oh, people like this that so we need to really 
make it easy to have these characters interact and kind of see these stories. But in these earlier games, it's really hard to get those sometimes. Um, this game makes it easier by letting you replay maps and you can really game it to get to see those. But what I've always appreciated about the Game Boy Fire Emblem games was just the story that I could make up in my mind about these characters. And so early on in the game, you come across this father and son. Um, and the father is this legendary hero, fighter. Yeah. Um, huh? Is his name Garcia? Yeah, Garcia. Garcia. He's like this old hero of the kingdom. Um, he, he's been like, he and his son were rescued by the main party. And so they mm-hmm. decide to join them. Um, but he has a son named Ross, who starts out as this kind of like novice class, which they didn't have in six, but here in seven. Fire Emblem 6, this is Fire Emblem 7, Sacred Stones. They have these novice classes that go through 10 levels and then they become like the beginner class um, or primary class. And what I've always done every time I've played it, which is who knows how many times, at least half a dozen, um, I'll make him be journeyman and then he'll become a fighter like his dad. Mm -hmm. And then I will promote him to a hero because he's like become a hero in his own right. Not to mention, like, the hero animations are super cool. Like, the hero crit animation is, like, the coolest thing ever. Um, but I just always told this story in my head of, like, Ross, who starts out as this little weakling with his little hatchet. And then he becomes a warrior, like or, like, a fighter like his dad and following in his footsteps before, you know, coming into his own as a hero. So this time, I made him into a pirate. That's what I always did. I always and then he'll become a berserker, which I've never done before. Because I've always just loved the hero class. So I'm trying something new. And in Fire Emblem Blazing Blade, which is the one that came before this, you couldn't do any of that. It was just very set. Like, oh, you have a character who's a a cavalier. He'll become a paladin. Now it's like you have a character that's a cavalier. They can become a paladin or a great knight, which are Mm -hmm. both on horses. Paladin is quicker, more agile, um, better crits, while the great knight is more defensive. Um, can actually use all three weapons, so they're more rounded in that way. Um, but you're, you're constant, like as you're growing these characters, you have those choices, and then those journeymen or those like novice characters give you a little bit more of a layer, to even add on to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I always made Ross a pirate because you don't really get one until way also later that, in the game. I know, but I just liked the story that I would tell myself. But the game lets you do that, and that's what I really like. Um, mm-hmm. And so you can just kind of establish it's like a good game. I feel like for like head cannoning. And I didn't even realize as like a kid and a teenager that that's what I was doing. Like I was like, I was like fan fictioning myself, like telling these stories as I played the game, um, which is a really cool thing that I didn't realize I was doing really till like right now. Like right this second, like you're just now having this epiphany. Yeah, I was like, oh, fan fictions in my head. Um, of what was happening in these games? I mean, that was all right. That was pretty great. Um, but yeah, Fire Emblem Sacred Stones. Uh, there's not really a super easy way to play it at the moment, minus something minus like this, emulation. Like emulation. Um, which there are even like emulators you can just have on your computer uh, for free. In college, I had one. I probably still have the thumb drive somewhere. Um, but it was just a Game Boy emulator, and then I got like ROMs. Like I just downloaded a bunch of ROMs on it. You could play all these different games. Um, and it's fun. Like it's just fun to kind of relive that and kind of experience things in a new way. Yeah, it is. And you know what? Just go out and play Fire Emblem. You should. You won't regret it. Three houses. It's fantastic. 
um, engage, not as good. Yeah, but, I haven't yeah. even really like dug in. Uh huh. So I know I lent you my copy, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's like the gameplay is really good. The character I don't love. The story I don't love. As I said before, like in the old games, the character interactions, like you kind of had to work for them. And they weren't like this big thing. Um, by the time the 3DS game Awakening come, rolls around, that's like a central mechanic. Mm-hmm. Uh, because in that game, you're like getting characters eventually to marry each other and have kids and their kids travel through time for story reasons. Um, yeah, That was really cool and really fun to try to work it to make the best units that you possibly could. But... Um, definitely had some with that. Um, but it's like they said, oh, people like this aspect of it. And these like character interactions. So we're just going to ratchet it up like to 11, but it's not pleasant. Yeah. Three houses almost got there, but it didn't. It, uh-huh. it balanced the line very well. Yeah. Three houses was great. Engage, yeah. no. And like all the characters were designed by the person who designed the characters for Genshin Impact. And so they all have a very certain look. They're all just like scrawny white people for the most part. Um, and they all have the hair that makes the little X of with the bangs. And the main character's eyes are two different colors. And I think they always look cross-eyed because of it. Um, and everything's just like really over-designed. Um, and not like too colorful because I don't mind colorful, but maybe too colorful. Um, it's too busy. Too much going on. Um, yeah. It's just this way that's not pleasant. Yeah. But we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about Sacred Stones, which is literal perfection. <laughs> literal perfection. I will hear no qualms with that game. I will punch you in the nose. Uh, I don't. I don't have many. Punch. Um, you said you had. You didn't have many, which meant you had some. So I had to punch you in the nose. Yeah, I feel like there's like something that annoys me about that game, but I don't remember what it is. Me neither. And it's not the main game. I think once you beat the game, I think like getting some of the like secret characters is kind of annoying. Yeah, that is kind of annoying. Because there's like two, um, I mean, it's ridiculous. I've only ever locked, unlocked a couple. Because there's like two bonus areas that are like essentially gauntlets of, of maps that you can go through. So there's one that's like a tower that's five levels. And every like if you beat it, all five levels, you unlock a bonus character. Then if you, you have to beat it like yeah. five times to get the next one and then ten times to get the next one. And then the same with the other, but it's ten maps long. Mm-hmm. So you yeah, have to yeah. beat all of them so many times or reach so far so many times in order to unlock these game. characters. And it's like, that's not really fun. And the characters aren't great. Yeah. It's like, I don't have a connection with these characters the way that I do, like Joshua, mm-hmm. kind of his whole deal. Because we've been through stuff. Yeah. And they don't have like a lot of support conversations, if any, actually. I don't, I don't think they have any. Um, but Fire Emblem has kind of done that, I think, since that game. And then eventually in like the Game Boy ones with like DLC, where it's like, here's some extra characters that were bad guys that you can unlock. But it's like, I don't want that. I don't want to play as the villain in this game because I don't, I don't care about that character. And for me, Fire Emblem is about the characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The yeah. real Fire Emblem is the friends we made along the way. And it's true. And it's just, yeah, it is. Or a weird shield thingy that usually get tattooed. Yeah. And sometimes it is the friends we made along the way. It's true. Well... Um, we did it. Yes, we should go play that. And we did do it. And we already said some reader mail. We already said some reader mail. Um, if you want to give us some reader mail, it's at BG World Fever um, on all the things. Uh-huh, all uh, the things. 
On all the things you, that exist, Twitter doesn't exist, so I don't know. If you are inclined, you can check us out on our other show, Henshin Fever, where Henshin. we talk about all things Common Rider. Mm-hmm. And by all things, I mostly mean Common Rider Gotchard at this point. Well, we talk about lots of other Common Rider. Uh-huh. So we spend the bulk of our time. Um, and there's some changes watching. coming to that show um, as soon as we can get some details ironed out. Um, and I'm here for it. Obviously. Yeah. I think it's gonna be it's gonna be really good. It's gonna give it its own flavor. Um right now it's just coming out every other week, two episodes at a time. Mm-hmm. Um so there won't be one this there will week. be one the Monday after this episode comes out. Right. But we're we're yeah, we're recording that this weekend. Yeah, this weekend. So it's not recorded yet, but it will be coming out the Monday after this comes out on Thursday. So you should check it out. Even if you never watched Common Rider. I know we've had some people listen to this show that have never watched Boy Meets World. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a good time. It's I feel like there's a certain cultural it. awareness in general of what Boy Meets World is that maybe is absent with Common Rider in America. But, um, you know, that's not our fault. It's not our fault that as we continue to grow, we become more and more niche. It's true. It's very true. Um, yeah. But, yeah, we're, uh, it could be wild just to imagine the things we talk about and try to picture them in your own head. Mm-hmm. Just come up with some things and see. You might be right. Um, but yeah, that's all I've got. Um, that's all I've got. So from all of us here at Boy Meets World Fever. So long, world. So long, world.